Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday. You have joined us. We have joined you. It's the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my captain, my co-host, a man who instinctively opens his wallet when somebody says it's raining out. (laughs) Going to make it rain today, buddy? Going to make it rain every day. If you guys stick around to the end of the show, we'll share with you a 100% free and undervalued way to revolutionize your business and we'll we're gonna also freely without charge offer to help you on this initiative first the shouts and the news we got over well I guess 50 total comments but I responded to a bunch of them so maybe 25 or 30 comments on our startup August podcast we've got probably 50 people contacted us between the comments email and Twitter it looks like this thing is gonna fly Ian. I'm pumped it's going down. It's going down. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we, uh, If you want to get the early action sort of sales offer for this, we're going to finish it and send it out this weekend. But right. there's one question that we need to answer. There's three potential dates, right? There's June 1st, there's June 15th, and there's August 1st. So if you're interested in joining us for startup uh, the startup summer, this first class of the Tropical MBA, please go to the lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. This post, this episode is going to be called, I think we're, we're, we're calling this one, eight, uh, eight Lesser Recognized Forms of the Resistance. Go to that post and just fill out the quick little Wufu survey. Uh, yeah. Wufu is actually a really cool service. Uh, I made the survey in like five minutes. You can embed it on the post. And all you guys got to do is just put in your email address and say, I'm interested in this date. Submit. Boom. We're going to email everybody who signs up for that form this weekend with the offer. Uh, you can get on Skype with us and you can just decide whether this is something that's going to be good for your life and your business. So, I mean, just incredible response, Ian. This is going to be a super fun summer. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, buddy. Me too, man. I've been talking to a few people this week about it and I think a lot of people are pumped. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. Can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the news, one final thing, the Chris Ducker internship, the application final date is April 15th. So this is Thursday the 12th. That means you've got three more days to uh, apply to Chris Ducker's internship. That's amazing. Live and work in Cebu City, make decent money, like very good money for Philippine standards and work with a guy who's just with his bare hands built a million dollar business. I mean, Amazing stuff. Today we are going to talk about lesser forms of the resistance. The resistance are those things that hold you back from making progress in your art, in your business, in your life. It's a concept we got from Stephen Pressfield. But first, we got a five-star iTunes review from Nick Wink. This podcast has been super entertaining and informative. I've stopped listening to music because I'm trying to listen to all the episodes and poison my brain. <laughs> nice. You haven't stopped listening to music, huh, Ian? 
Uh, I listen to a little music here and there, but generally on long trips, no music, only podcasts. Matthew Paulson asks us, what's going on? He basically asks us a really in-depth question about our staffing. Right. Um, he, and one of the things that stuck out to me is he said, what positions did you hire for that you wouldn't have hired for in retrospect? And, and I think that there is something that's been emerging over the past half a year, Ian, that, that we could maybe tip off the audience on, and it's this. About it for like 30 minutes before we got on the phone. Yeah. Um, what we're trying to do is uh, we've got all these sites, and uh, we're trying to figure out the best platform for us. So in the past, it's been uh, we've had PHP developers, and we've been on Drupal uh, for some of our e-commerce stores. But what we're finding is that it's very hard, and it's very expensive to find good Drupal guys. Um, we've got this one site in particular that was put together a couple years ago, and now it's got all these hacks, and everybody's scared to go in there. And so uh, what we've been doing, um, what we've been gravitating towards is Shopify and WordPress sites. And I think that's just because we all know that much better than uh, PHP. You know, and and part of this, Ian, is like, you know how we always give the advice, like, don't start a software startup unless you're willing to learn software yourself. Right. Um, And and, and it's the same thing with this e-commerce stuff. It's like you get these really smart Drupal PHP guys to go into your site and they just... It's very common that, you know, even like really well-educated, like Western guys that you have like good communication with will just do dumb stuff in your site. Yeah. You can't blame them because they don't know your business. And the thing that I love about WordPress is that a lot of the people that are very close to us in our network, the kinds of people that we're hiring through the Tropical MBA and stuff, they know WordPress and they know our business. So when they go in there, they make great decisions. And we're not seeing that with the PHP developers. Now, Another thing that we're seeing, uh, Matt, that I think is an important switch is that, you know, the high-end developers thing in the Philippines, not working out for so many people. I mean, a lot yeah. of people have started, and, and, you know, the thing about Matt is he's a, he's a PHP developer, so I do think that he could go to the Philippines and set up a dev shop, no question. I mean, I think he could. That would be super valuable. I think there's a, there's a decent opportunity there, right? If somebody wants to hang out in the Philippines and uh, do a little bit of hand-holding yes. and, uh, and set up an office, you know, where these PHP guys hang out, I think actually that's a pretty good business right there. Great point. I mean, there's a huge difference between the people who go to university in the Philippines wanting to learn PHP and the people who are, quote, switched on. Like once the Filipinos get switched on, there's such a huge gap between the two groups that they sort of just take off and become solopreneur rock stars, right? And there's just like not a lot of middle ground. So, I mean, developers are always challenging. And I think that's why people are pushing it to go to the Philippines. Um, You know, there's a lot of deeper issues at play here. But just in general, if you're not a developer, I don't think you're going to move to the Philippines and find, um, you know... uh, a high-end co-founder that's going to like run your business with you. Now, can you find a great designer? Yes. You know, can you find a great copywriter? Absolutely. Can you find so, a wonderful girlfriend? You betcha. So, I mean, <laughs> and as I was talking, can you find, <laughs> I was, absolutely. I, I was talking to a buddy the other day and he was living in Manila and we were just joking. He's like, yep, I'm having a much better time. Uh, with the dating and the copywriting than I am with the development. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to say, to get back to Matt's question here, um, you know, so an interesting fact is that uh, we started off, when we started one of our businesses, we started off on uh, Yahoo Store. Um, 
and you hacked away at that. And then we moved away from that and we went to Drupal. And then now we're kind of coming back to WordPress. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, part of it is just WordPress is becoming a more robust platform. And but I don't think we would have made that decision four years ago. No, I obviously, we didn't make that decision. But. No, and four years ago, WordPress, you know, just published blogs. And I really think it's turned into more of a CMS with every single delivery. All right, let's get moving on to the meat and potatoes. Today, we're going to have an episode called Gut Check, Eight Lesser Recognized Forms of the Resistance. And the resistance is an interesting concept to me because it's more than procrastination. It's more than uh, dumb little things that you do to fidget around. The resistance is the fundamental fear in our system that manifests in ways that aren't clear to us. So it's not just like, oh, I'm scared of giving a speech in front of people. Because everybody can sit around and say, like, of course, you should do the things that you fear because like if you give a speech in front of a bunch of people it's gonna <laughs> change your life or whatever that's fair enough like everybody can have that discussion but the cool thing about the resistance is that it's these little insidious things that you do that you might not know these things might be blind spots you might think you're being productive but you're actually suffering and you're i know what mine is let's talk about it <laughs> <laughs> starts with an r ends with edit <laughs> <laughs> number one Here's the biggest thing, and if there's one thing that you leave this podcast from, if you're looking for tactical stuff, this is the one mindset message I would like to leave everybody with. Anything that prevents you from having the best product for your marketplace is a form of the resistance. I can't yeah. tell you, Ian, how many times I talk to people and they're going on about, where's my opt-in form? And well, I don't have that many subscribers yet, or when should I do the mailing, or when should I do, and it's all these discussions, and nobody is talking about, do I have the best product? Is my offering more compelling than the competition? There's something about information products and, and blogging and content marketing that makes people think they're not competing with people. That's not yeah. true. Uh, you know, sorry to say it, hombres, but the people that read your blog are reading other blogs too, and they're comparing, and they're thinking about who they're going to trust, who who they're going to buy from, you know, what launches they're going to watch, and so I think anything that takes your mind off of um, actually outperforming others or just differentiating yourself from others. Uh, if we're talking about where your opt-in form is, it does not matter. I mean, yeah. those are percentage points optimizations on an already successful business that's already managed to set themselves apart and to convince people that there's real quality there. And Ian, this is something that right. you're awesome at. You're, you, you're very good, and a part of it is that you focus a lot on hard goods products where this kind of resistance is not as apparent. Uh, part of it is is like this whole transition to the information economy. Um, it's really easy when you're developing a piece of cat furniture. You just look at the competition. And you say like, I have to differentiate this. For some reason, people don't do the same thing when we're talking about blogs and we're talking about information products. What's the deal? Well, yeah, that's that's right. I think that you're spot on there. I think part of the problem is that people people don't recognize a lot of times their competitive nature. I think. Um, I have a pretty competitive nature, and one of the ways that I can uh, flow that is through business and, and through these products and through these um, companies that we're building. And I think everybody on some level has a, a has a decent amount of competitive nature inside of them. And I think it's uh, important that you dig that out. I mean, um, is that something that you do? Do you kind of do you kind of sit there and be competitive in your head? Well, you know, and I think it 
you can do this in different ways. So I don't feel competitive in the sense that like I need to outperform uh, other people, but I really feel like it's important to be different. So, you know, and I think I see a, like a big dearth of this, especially in the, in the blogosphere. People do stuff that has been done like a million times before. And, and people even like, there's these tons of posts that rationalize this kind of stuff. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you do stuff that's been done before, because maybe you'll bring it to somebody else and like all this kind of stuff. It's like, I right. think it's BS. Like actually do right. something new, do something interesting. Try to take it to the next level. You see so many people who write these like uh, just re-churned out internet marketing or personal development posts when they should just link to the source. Like how about link to a book that did it better, right? Yeah. Why are you rewriting this stuff? I really think if you want to have a great business, you have to push it. You have to push yourself to say, you know what? Maybe I'm lacking a little bit of confidence right now, but I want to have the best product. You know, I don't want to have something that Chris Gillibo did four years ago. Like, and that's part of the reason we're doing this startup thing in, 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 in the Philippines. And that's part of the reason, you know, I feel like we're pushing ourselves with these internships. It's like, that's something that nobody else can offer. And even though it's not big stuff, it's a little something that we can offer to the world that nobody else is doing right now. When I think about this in terms of uh, products, I think about it in terms of like best in class um, and I, I don't think you have to be best at everything, especially when you're first starting out. But I do think you have to be best in some areas. Um, that's, your high your, that's your high school nickname, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is being smart. Uh, we have like sort of a you. I guess you were you were bringing up the idea of of sort of partying, drinking, talking smack. Um, yeah, know. there was actually an article in Psychology Today that I asked you if you read, and you said, oh, yeah, I read that. <laughs> right? Why intelligent people drink more alcohol? I think that was the name of it. Uh, to numb the pain, sir. <laughs> Why else? But I would say, you know, I think that there is this issue of people. Um, one of the ways the resistance manifests is complaining about people who you feel superior to. Do you remember when we were talking a long time ago, and we haven't brought this up lately, but it's these, um, I think we're calling them uh, moral victories. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, I wrote a post a long time ago called, uh, you know, you know, try forgetting about your moral victories and go for some real ones or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so easy to sit around and complain about X person doing X and Y person doing Y. And I occasionally do this. I mean, people that know me, like, I'm very passionate about what I believe in. And so I spend a, a fair bit of energy doing this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to be more conscious of it. And you're you're much better at this, which is, like, if you see people that you feel like are not doing things that are valuable, you just won't spend energy on them. And I think that's really the way to go. And this definitely comes down to your inbox, too. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential pissing matches in both of our inboxes every day. And yeah. those are the kinds of things that we just do not get involved in. Number three, rationalizing your job. Yes. This is a, this is a good one. Yeah, go for it. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I think a lot of people do this, especially when they're starting out. Uh, they rationalize their job. They rationalize it uh, because of the income that it provides them, uh, because of the opportunity, because it's a fallback. Uh, for all kinds of different reasons, I think people rationalize their job. And uh, it's really hard to get away from your job. I understand that. But if you're going to get away from your job, or if you know you want to get away from your job, there's a reason for that, right? Well, part, and, uh, part of it is, is like when you, talk, when you read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, he talks about yeah. how, how important it is to go at things with your best energy. 
And you know, the resistance is, you're gonna see it's everywhere in your life. And so you need incredible amounts of energy to fight back and to create the work. And I always thought of this concept called your best 20 hours. And you know, basically any job will take your best 20 hours every week. You know, those are those like three hot, hot hours every morning when you're feeling like super productive. I would say like, you know, part of beating the resistance is reclaiming those hours as fast as you can. You know, whether you can find a new job that has complementary, you know, skills to like what you're trying to produce for yourself or some, you know, anything like that is what you need to be doing because you need to reclaim those best 20 hours in order to fight the resistance. Yeah, I was talking to Andrew from the DC the other day and he just said something very simply uh, over Skype and he just said, I know that my job isn't like the way forward for me. And once you realize that, then it becomes the resistance. Word. Number four, doing SEO, tech, syndication, effing with your website, all this stuff, I mean, I think is pretty well known. And this is some of the, I think the benefit of this startup time, we're going to try to like take all of these issues off the table for people. Um, you know, the other night, uh, some guy, uh, one of my new buddies here was literally trying to mess with some header on his website for three or four hours. And it's just, that's the resistance. It really is. And what you need to do is you need to earmark it for when someone comes along that knows what they're doing and it can fix it in five minutes. <laughs> like right. anybody in our network can fix that stuff in five minutes and then actually focus on the work and screwing around with your header for three to four hours. Trust me, <laughs> this is not a big conversion factor. Right. So, Does it have three columns? Does it have four columns on my website? Who cares? <laughs> Number five, we've got a cheeky one and we always do making people sign NDAs. I just want to say this. If you are making people sign NDAs and you've got no track record and your name isn't, uh, you know, Biz Stone, you are not only being a douche, but um, you are exposing yourself as a rookie. NDAs are like big corporate things that big tech companies do. Uh, you know, you're not going to meet an investor or a venture capitalist worth his salt that will ever sign one of these things. So please don't go around hiding your idea from people. Here's the thing. If you're worried, you, you better hope that your competition looks like me. That's, that's, that's always what I think when someone wants me to sign an NDA. Like, really? You're worried about me hearing what's happening right now and then running off and ripping it off, yet you're going to launch this thing to the world? Are you joking? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. And I've never, ever, ever had an experienced entrepreneur come to me in a personal way and put an NDA in front of me. And so I think that that's just important. Please don't do that. Please don't focus on protecting this stuff. I mean, these kinds of, like, protection, secretive loops that people get into I, I you know what I, I always think that that's what the press people do they're like detached and they always say like you know we'll come back when we have something because right. it starts to have this feedback loop of like well I can't really show anybody until I've got something and of course the way that you get something is by having that kind of feedback loop that discourse so let's, <laughs> let's not do the NDA thing let's not do the secretive thing people let's I mean if your ideas can't uh, sort of make it through the threat of a local conversation yeah. and heaven forbid <laughs> I would hate to see what's going to happen to your business when you put it on the internet alright number six it's, I, it's I, total <laughs> real quick here it's total amateur hour I do want to point out that we sent out some NDAs this week though yeah Ooh. yeah. I mean, we, but we there's a, a difference though uh, we have an established product that we have uh, drawings for basically a 
blueprint how to make this product. And so we had to send it out to a couple shops. So I do think there's exceptions to that. But if you're worried about getting your business off the ground and having people sign NDAs and crap like that, that's not going to work. And you know, the thing that's not amateur hour is just not puffery. Like, don't walk into the room with a big chest and like talk about your experience. It's all crap. It's all crap. You know, experienced guys are honest and they're transparent. And they just tell you, like experienced guys just tell you how much money they have. They tell you what their business does. They they tell you all this stuff because they've been around the block a couple of times and they're not impressed by your experience and they're not impressed by your idea and they don't give a crap about your NDA. So don't expose yourself as a first timer by doing that kind of crap. No one will be impressed. I mean, guys like Ian has met thousands of entrepreneurs. He can sniff you out. So that's a rant. I'm going to move on to the next one. That's not worth it. Going to conferences to learn critical information. Trust me, there is no critical information at that AdWords conference you've signed up for in early October. So you don't need to wait for that in order to work. And I see this happening all the time. It's like, I've been to the, I've, I know those people. They don't know stuff that you can't get from a Google search. And yes, right. that might inspire you. That might change your business. It, it'll do all those things. But it's not the critical piece of information for you to move forward. That's on Google, which is wonderful. So um, I just I, don't anchor these events. Like I can't do anything until that happens. I think that that Yeah, I think that's the that's reasons. the critical point here in the conference. Don't anchor... I can't do this until I, I do that, you know, or I'm waiting to do this once I do that. I hear that same thing when people like quitting their job. Well, I'm waiting till May because that's when I pay off my car and all this stuff and then everything's going to fall in line and I'm going to go to this conference and then boom, this thing's going to take off like NASA, right? That's exactly it. And, and PayPal web payment standard can be set up in 15 minutes and that's the only thing that's between you and a sale right now. It's not the conference and it's not any of those things that you were talking about. That's brilliant stuff. Number seven, getting your friend to partner up. A huge insidious form of the resistance is trying to co-opt people in your immediate physical space to join you in your venture. Isn't that what I did to you? I think so. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just checking. You know, I, re I really believe and I see this all the time. It's like, you know, because... It's, you know, you could step back, Ian, and you could say that this is all about emotional responsibility and just stepping up to the plate and saying, I am going to take responsibility for this, the success or failure of this. I'm going to push it forward. And it's just so easy to like look to some guy who like might be able to help you or this or that and say, want to join up in this, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I don't have to, you know, worry about it so much. And that's why I love things like, you know, the dynamite circle or these meetups or having a mastermind group on your own, because all of a sudden you can have some support, but still take 100% emotional responsibility rather than having these weird, I mean, how many times have you met somebody that's like, well, I'm waiting for this guy to get back to me and I got to call with him tomorrow and this kind of, it's like, that is just such an offload of responsibility and that's not how stuff gets done. That's right. That's right. And finally, number eight, hiring interns, Fiverr folks, and other employees without knowing what the heck is going on. Man. We've done our fair share of this, buddy. Oh, this is one that we have just been awful at. And the idea is fundamentally hiring people to do stuff that you don't know what they're doing. And those are critical things. So, you know, I was talking to guys last week who were like, you know, I can't really start selling my product until the copy on my site is baller. And so, you know what I did? I went out and hired a copywriter. Eh, 
that is ridiculous. I mean, he's he, you know telling me that the one thing that stands between him and business is this 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 element, and so I have to get somebody to go do that for me. I mean, that is so common, and it's an amazing juxtaposition. You know, the highest priority item is the thing that you're going to outsource. This is asinine. Right. This That's is a problem. That is exactly. This is the perhaps the most insidious form of the resistance for entrepreneurs, outsourcing something that you think is critical to the business. That's where your time, energy, and learning needs to be done, period. No exceptions. It does not happen otherwise unless you're huge and established and are way smarter and shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. What do you think, E? I totally agree. Let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny jokes session. So I just want to talk really quickly about masterminds because Tim Conley, good buddy, brilliant marketer, runner of the Foolish Adventure podcast, yes. um, was, in a, was in a wonderful mastermind with us last year. And recently in the Dynamite Circle, he started up two masterminds. And, you know, the, the thirst for masterminds was palpable. I mean, people just went crazy. And I think each mastermind had like 10 or 15 people sign up like immediately. And I was talking to one of the guys who was on one of the calls, a relatively advanced dude. And okay. and he, he was like gushing to me, just saying like, I can't believe that I didn't do this earlier. I mean, this was just this one hour and a half on the phone meant so much to me and to my business. And, you know, he was a solopreneur. So, you know, and doing quite well and saying, you know, having this accountability and like working with these smart people, it's just so meaningful. And we've talked about this before, but I want to push anybody who's listening here today. If you haven't taken the time to make your goals accountable to other people and to set up a mastermind, for whatever project you're doing, um, you know, some quick tips, have it be really clear, be the leader. Don't, don't, when you start a mastermind, don't go to the group and say, Hey, what does everybody want to do? Just go there and say, look, yeah. here's, here's what I want to get on the phone. Here's how long I want to do it. And here's the kind of issues I want to focus. Here's the format. Every week, somebody's on the hot seat. Everybody gives their updates for 45 minutes. Somebody's on the hot seat and we inventory their problems and we help them out. That's a great format for a mastermind. Maybe even give it a time limit. Say, we're going to do this for three months. And at the end, we want to see what everybody's results were from the mastermind. So inspired by Tim, yesterday I set up a writer's mastermind in the Dynamite Circle. So writers can join me because what I want to do is write a book in the next three months. And I need accountability for that project. I need, I need other people who are passionate about writing to give me the goods and, and to make and to just smash my ego into the ground. And you know, it would be so easy for me just to tell everybody I'm writing a book and to like go slink away in the corner and not really have accountability. But instead, for free, I am going to have six or seven like minds. We're reading each other's work. We're inspiring each other. We're pushing each other. This is free. This is easy to do. And you need to do it. And I'm so passionate about it. that If you do not want to join the Dynamite Circle and, and, and pay for that, because that's a paid for thing. Mm -hmm. If you want to set up a mastermind group on your own and you don't have a blog, we will link to it and try to help you get two, three, four, five people to join your call so that you can have a mastermind group. Because I know it's tough to do this shit on Craigslist or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Um, so we'll link to that on the Lifestyle Business Podcast. Uh, and, and hopefully anybody reading that uh, will go to your blog. So you remember when we tried to do this on Craigslist, like maybe five years ago? Yeah, it was We bummer. put out an ad on Craigslist. It was horrible. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. And, and that's the power of these blogs. And, and I know if, if, 
If you don't have a blog, but if you have a clear concept for a mastermind, Ian and I will tweet it for you. We'll put it on our mailing list and all that stuff so that hopefully we can help you flesh out your mailing list or, or your little mastermind. And trust me, it's going to have a huge, huge impact on what you're doing. Ian, you're going to start a mastermind or a monthly phone call about hard goods. True? Yeah, I think I'm going to do that if there's enough interest. So if you are interested in that, let me know. All right. So you have two other quick tips. What do you got? Yeah, I got two quick tips for you. Um, I finally had to get a new iPhone case because I threw my iPhone accidentally, not in anger, down the driveway. So it did its job, but the case busted. So I'm always like searching for a new um or when I was searching for a new iPhone case, I should say, um, it's so hard because there's you know 10 million companies out there. So I just want to share who I got mine from. It's called Incipio, I-N-C-I-P-I-O. And I got the NGP case. And the reason I like it is because it slips right on the iPhone. It covers all the, all the corners. Um, and as a guy, I like to slip my iPhone in and out of my pocket. And so I need something that's, um, you know, I don't want big bumps on it or anything like that. So this thing slides in my pocket nicely it protects the iPhone and it's only $9 so highly recommend the Incipio NGP case and finally, final final thing that we have going on here so the other day I was on Kickstarter do you know what Kickstarter is Dan? yeah I do free money okay I call free it, money I call it free money.com free, oh man free, free money for dummies.com <laughs> it's total free money for dummies <laughs> but that's why I want to tell you guys about it um, <laughs> just kidding so I was on Kickstarter the other day, and there were so many uh, cool projects on there, but there's so much money getting dished out. I couldn't believe it. Um, there was this little hook that's shaped like a rabbit. Uh, no joke, probably costs 50 cents to manufacture in China. It's this little hook that goes in your wallet, like holds your hat or whatever. This guy raised like $20,000, and I'm thinking a production run of of a million of these things isn't going to cost $20,000. What is this guy going to do with all the money? So my point here is that if you have an idea uh, and you can illustrate it well uh, or you need somebody to find or you need some, excuse me, geez, you need to find somebody to illustrate the, that product for you well, get on the Kickstarter, get your idea up there and see how much money you can raise because I think right now people are going crazy uh, giving their money away towards these projects. So if you want a way to bootstrap a company, uh, into existence, take your project on the Kickstarter. I think it's a great way to, to earn money right now. Yeah, and I, I think that this is actually, when I look at these projects, they're a great exercise in marketing. Because yes. a lot of marketing is giving people a kind of customer experience. And the awesome thing about Kickstarter, which is so much better than getting investors or credit lines or SBA loans and stuff, is that it's free money. I mean, whatever you put in that contract, you don't have to pay people back. You might have to send them the product or get on a webinar with them or, you know, send them a T-shirt or like whatever, send them a freaking certificate of investment. But that's exactly the, the brilliant thing about it is that you just have to provide that experience. And then it's the money, you're in the money. It's, it's so, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of just like you, I'm standing there dumbfounded looking at some of these products like, really? And sure. Yes. Absolutely. So Somebody got a quarter, I think it was a quarter or half a million dollars for an iPhone um, Steadicam. And that's <laughs> something that we were working on before. So I just thought, wow, that's a great way to, to get money to start this business. So I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a couple projects on there. But anyways, go over to Kickstarter. You know, my little cousin, she funded a music video that she wanted to make on there. Amazing. Freaking brilliant. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday on the LBP. I
going to get on a plane, brother. We have some big things kicking in Hong Kong and the Philippines, and I'll keep everybody updated on that next week. So join us. Talk to you soon. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.